Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Neil, CEO at Makersite. Makersite is an award-winning company that provides AI, data, and apps to help organizations make sustainable product and supply chain decisions at scale. Neil told us all about the company and about how global enterprises use Makersite to achieve net zero, accelerate innovation, and build resilient supply chains. With supply chain agility and resilience still high on the list of everybody's priorities, it's always really exciting to discover new brands that are innovating to solve for the industry's most pressing challenges. So I hope you enjoyed the show, but remember that if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 324. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Onboard new EDI trading partners in days, not months, with Orderful. Orderful provides a modern EDI platform that is displacing legacy on-premise and managed service solutions. Stop building point-to-point solutions. If you are a retailer, manufacturer, logistics provider, or technology company, you can build a single integration to Orderful's API, and Orderful will validate translate and communicate transactions to all of your trading partners. Orderful customers are onboarding new trading partners 80% faster, resulting in increased revenue and lower overall EDI costs. To modernize your EDI infrastructure, visit Orderful, O-R-D-E-R-F-U-L.com and speak to an EDI expert today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm joined by a company that is on a mission to guide the freight industry into a more sustainable and profitable future. That is certainly a future we all want to see realized, but who is the company leading the charge? Well, I will reveal it after the poll of the week. So the question that we asked you, do you think more positions should transition into a remote model? We had 643 votes, and 62% of you said absolutely. 10% of you said no need and 28% of you said some or most of them. I think that is absolutely true because obviously if you think about a warehouse, those can't be remote um, and any of the positions that are on the front lines. Eric says hybrid more. I worked from home for two and a half years, thought I loved it until I got a new job and going into the office every day made me smile. That was by Eric. Liz, we are all different and in different season of our lives. Do what makes you happy and works for you. I personally like my sweatpants and slippers. I love it. Thank you so much to everybody who shared on the poll of the week. Remember, we ask a question every single Wednesday morning and we bring the community together. So make sure to be part of that conversation. 
Now back to today's episode and which game-changing TMS provider is joining me today? Well, it's Invase Technologies. Invase brings together everything you need to gain visibility and control over your operations, expose inefficiency, and declutter your system, including industry-leading TMS options to fit your needs, business intelligence, rate management tools, an integrated mobile driver app, and a complete marketplace. Whew! Today, Larry Cuddy, CEO of Invase Technologies, joins me to chat about the company, but more importantly, the power of strategic mergers and acquisitions. They have some big news they just announced, and we talk about attracting, retaining top talent, and building successful supply chain communities. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Larry. A highly accomplished multi-dimensional logistics and supply chain executive with a passion for innovation, Invase Technologies CEO Larry Cuddy has leveraged his decades of intermodal knowledge to run transportation and logistics firms developing world-class technology, top-notch operational processes, and streamlined multimodal distribution channels. Now leading the largest intermodal TMS provider in North America, the largest equipment storage marketplace, and one of the largest automated gate providers in the world, Cuddy's vision for the future of intermodal transport has led to the development of cloud-based technologies to digitize, optimize, and provide visibility into the entire terminal ecosystem. So welcome to the show, Larry. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you. I am so excited to have Larry on this show because you and I have been talking for a number of years. We actually met, I think, last Manifest. We did. We had had a a great little sushi uh, dinner. We did. Absolutely. We got introduced by Brian Glick of Chain.io. The sneaker king. Right? (laughs) And we've had some really great discussions. I love working with your team. Thank you. Um, You're also doing some amazing things with Blended. You're a really big supporter of of what we're doing at the Blended Pledge. Yes. And I just want to say thank you before we dive into anything. You're welcome. Thank thank you because that's a lot of work. We, We appreciate it. We're really happy to support that. Yeah. And we can't do it without organizations like Mbase. You know, to be able to drive diversity forward in our industry. And I know that that's a passion of yours. It's massive, right? And our team gets behind it, right? And our, our culture committees and everything that we do at Invasit, we love it. We're, yeah. we're, we're all about it. All right. So before we get started, yeah. talk to us about what is Invasit? What do you do? How do you help your customers? So Invasit is a digital drayage intermodal platform. And the way that we look at that is that we are a platform that helps optimize terminals. Okay. The terminal can be the marine terminal or it can be a rail terminal. We need that badly. We do. We, we do. We do. <laughs> and so we feel like we've got we've got this ability now with the things that we've done in our platform in order to help offset some of those bottlenecks that terminals have every single day. Again, whether it's a rail environment, whether it's a marine environment. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool thing called a drage truck that has to go in and out, whether it's a rail or whether it's a marine environment, as right. you know. So yeah. we got a little area where we can play there because that's our platform. So we've got, we've got so many people, thousands and thousands and thousands, 35,000 plus drivers that run on our platform every day. 
And so talk to us a little bit about your journey. Have you been in supply chain your whole career? And I think one of your philosophies is around mergers and acquisitions. It is. It is. You know, there's been some major acquisitions. We've got some big news, which we'll talk about in just a second. Sure. But talk about past acquisitions, because you've grown by acquisition, I think, like 14 companies or something. We have, yeah. So talk to us about your journey. Why are mergers, you know, important for us here in supply chain? You know... It came to me four years ago. I had what I call my gear shift moment. Okay. Um, I use a lot of truck analogies because at heart I'm a trucker. So just to let everybody know, I love to drive a truck. That's my first passion is to drive a truck if I can. Yep. And so it started that as a young age. My grandfather got to sit in the truck with him and drive. And so that's just where it all started from. And just saw this opportunity when in the space by just saying, it's so fragmented, it's so disconnected. And when I was at on the motor carrier side, Again, gear shift moment, I said, wow, does it, wouldn't it make sense in order to consolidate, to have these other platforms all be one, rather than everybody doing their own thing? Oh my goodness, so, you're speaking my language, Larry. So, so, these, so these guys, you know, I mean, I've known them for 20 years, and, and they weren't young companies, right? The barriers to entry are really, really high. Yeah. So you've got, you've got 20-year-old companies, 25-year-old companies, Profit Tools, CompCare, GTG, all 20-year-plus companies, right. knew the owners and said, guys, we have to do this together. Let's, let's, let's get together. And you know what? I was really fortunate because we all got along as competitors yeah. and now we're all on the same team. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and actually, you just reminded me of our first conversation and you talking about getting your hands dirty. Yeah. Like you like actually going and testing things out yourself. 100%. In the truck or on the ground. Talk to me about that. Why is that so important? Again, something you started with, it gets back to culture, right? So for me, I learned at an early age, and I'll take a lot of my grandfathers and dads, you know, scenarios where they'll explain things. A fish rots at the head. So okay. if you think about that, right, a fish rots at the head, the fish has got to swim through the water, but if it doesn't have a head, it can't swim. Right. So for us, we lead by example. Anybody executive on our team, if, if I'm going to ask somebody to clean the toilet, I am the best damn toilet cleaner in the company. <laughs> The best, and I would, and I would never ask anybody to do anything that I haven't attempted or I know how to do. Yeah. And so that's the way that we approach the way that we do business. Yeah. Is that hey, let's collaboratively think of this. What are we solving for? How do we go do it? Yeah. And so that's the part that we love. You and I have a lot in common. <laughs> I'm the same, right? I've built, you know, this company from the ground up, and it was only me at the very beginning. So I was kind of doing everything, and so I've done everything. Yeah. I ask somebody else to do it. Yeah. And it makes such a big difference. It, it really does. I mean, I, I still, if I can drive a truck, I will. If I can dispatch and somebody lets me get in the dispatch seat, man, I love it, right? And I'll jump in. I, and I, I love talking to the drivers. I love talking to what's going on in terminal operators and every part, what I call every stakeholder, right? Because yeah. it's really hard what they do. Yeah, it is really hard. It's yeah. really, really hard. Our, our industry is tough, Sarah. You know you've done it. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It is. It is. So I mentioned earlier, you've got some big news. I do. So tell us what you announced on February 22nd. So we are really, really stoked. Uh, use my California word there, since <laughs> you know, even though I'm a West Coast, I'm an East Coast guy, right? Okay. So super stoked and pumped that we joined the WiseTech family. And we were acquired by WiseTech on, on February 22nd. And we are really, really excited about that. They have the same culture process as we do. They care about their people. They love their people. They do things. And so it was just really a perfect fit for us to align with the strategic rather than go the private equity firms or go with the venture capital area. We just felt that was the best 
path for us. And so it's it's gonna it's just gonna be awesome. And, and congratulations. Thank on you. That. So Thank you. tell us a little bit about WiseTech. They're out of Australia. They are. Yes. And so what do they do, and how is that collaboration or strategic partnership really going to make an impact on the industry as well as for your clients and theirs? So R Richard White, uh, the founder and CEO is a absolute genius. The man understands supply chain. And so when I gravitate towards people that I can talk about supply chain, I love to geek out on it. And so Richard was able to have the foresight. We're building what I call the land side solutions. Okay. And yep. they have the freight forwarding aspect. And so now when we can populate those data points to one, everybody wins. The freight forwarding aspect right. wins globally or domestically or yeah. whichever continent you're on. And then the land side logistics to help those are just important data nodes yeah. that all the shareholders went on, right? right? And so that's why it's so exciting because nothing has been attempted like that. Okay, well, we can't wait to see what yeah. you guys come up with. Now, talk to me about the market right now. Talk to me about the part of the industry that you focus on as Embasse. Yep. Um, what is happening right now? Because we're <laughs> seeing, you know, we've seen all sorts of disruptions. We have. Everybody's talking about risk. Yes. So what are you hearing? What are you seeing right now and how people are talking about rayage? How they're talking about rail, how they're talking about terminals? It, you know, it's still the same old. We still fight the fight every day about collaboration, right? And so when we look at that, right, it's we fight that every single day. People want to be protective of their data. They don't want to share. They don't want to be friends. They don't want to reach across the aisle. Right. So we take a, a very different approach to that is that how do we be collaborative? But in this environment, right, what's post-COVID look like versus pre-COVID, right? So yeah. if you were to start to do some of the analytics there, right, there's a real big spotlight on visibility and, and transparency. There is, right. although people use that word kind of loosely, it's, right? We're hearing visibility, 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 and it means something different to you than it is to me than it does to somebody else. Honestly, it makes me gag. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's why. Let's dive into yes, it. Yes, here's why. <laughs> It's table stakes. It's a dot on the map. If you don't understand visibility, yeah. you have other components in order to get the visibility. You have to have transparency. Okay. All right. Yeah. So again, the same, but you have to understand what utilization is. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what capacity is. Surge capacity is very different from regular capacity. Because right. we know we have to manage these highs which and lows. Is, which is what we saw during the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't have, we didn't have the labor force. Nope. We didn't have the infrastructure. We had a bloated, you know, inventory. We had people with excess money that were spending. So now it's like, wow, what? it's this culmination, this perfect yeah. storm that happens. So now, now what do we do going forward? And so we're, we have to iron out all those wrinkles or those waves or speed bumps. Yeah. And so now what does that take in order to do that? And so capacity and utilization, you have to understand those two components yeah. in order to get really good visibility. Technology drives visibility. And if you're not good at it, utilizing capacity, mm -hmm and utilization, you're done, you're cooked, right? But that ultimately gets to really where everybody wants to get to right. is optimization. And that's the thing that everybody overlooks. How do you get to optimization? So again, another buzzword everybody uses, but it's data points. How do you normalize and synthesize the data in order for it to be useful for you, for me, for this person, you know? That's the really hard part. So what would you say to somebody in the audience who is maybe just starting their digital journey? Yeah. Which Hopefully there's not too I love that, like love that. that word, by the way. <laughs> um, what would you say to somebody, you know, looking to start? Where do you start? Because 
I feel that even in 2023, we're still talking about data. We are. We're still talking about how the word chips and crisps <laughs> mess up your data oh. because you need to have the same word that everybody uses globally or internally or whatever to really clean up your data, have good data to be able to even embark on a digital journey. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who's just starting? Like, what do we do? How do we get there? And it almost feels like we have way too many people that we're kind of dragging along. We are. There's lots of PowerPoint ideas out there about how to do things. There's lots of really solid ideas. But one of the things that's happening now, which is a really good thing, is that th there've been a lot of great startups, a lot of great ideas on how to create yeah. and look at that, right? Yeah. But now you have to put up or shut up, as I say. Okay. Right? Because if you don't show that you can scale, you actually, your proof of concept, you actually can drive what that looks like okay. and you can drive tangible results. Yes. And if you can't, you're gonna go out of business real quick. Because right. now people have said, okay, we've invested this money, we've tried this concept, <laughs> now what am I getting? Right. That's true. But then there's lots of different options out on the market right Oh my now. gosh, there are. And so uh, for a lot of people, especially supply chain professionals, they're like, where do I start? I mean, obviously they can come to Let's Talk Supply Chain and find a solution to their challenge because we, we interview companies like yours to find out what you do so yeah. that they can really understand in their terms how it can help them. But other than that, right? Yeah. How do you figure out what the right solutions are? Like, what are the conversations that you're having with your customers, or how are they finding you? So we, we like we like to. We were born with two ears, two eyes, and one mouth. So speak very. Don't speak a lot, right? <laughs> and so what we try to do is we try to listen and take that proactive approach, a consultative approach, and say, "Hey, let us understand what it is." So when you're looking, whether it's a brand new scope of work, everybody gets scope creep on every project that you have. It's understanding really what the deliverables are. So if you can establish metrics, KPIs, again, this isn't new, right? Right. I know. And 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 so I say that all the time. We have somewhat perfected the movement of cargo. Mm -hmm. But man, we are at the infancy of the movement of yeah. data, right? Even though we talk about it, but nobody, nobody's like, oh my gosh, like how do I do that? Well, is it an API, is it an EDI, is it an email? Like what is it, is it a fax? Excel. <laughs> Excel, everybody. Excel. Everybody loves Excel. That is. We love Excel too. Yes. But we do need to move on. The world's number one TMS. <laughs> <laughs> it's our number one It meme. is, it is. We like put out the Excel meme every yeah. like six months. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, like we get tons of reactions. It's yeah. really oh, I bet, uh, for sure, for sure. So, um, when you're talking to clients right now, yeah. what are some of the challenges? What are some of the objections that you come across that they're coming to you with? So, it's driver turnover, okay. yes. right, on our side, right? Well, and also trying to find new drivers. Finding new drivers. The, you know, there's a lot of things. Your normal drayage driver, particularly if you're in the marine environment and the national side, they have additional requirements that your normal CDL okay. driver don't That's have, right. right? They need a yeah. quick card. They need to have certain criteria to get on and off. Yeah. So that limits the pool of drivers that are available at that point, right? Yeah. I, was, I was having a previous conversation. We just look at one market. Let's look at LA, Long Beach. You have 15, 18,000 drivers that are there. Yeah. One ship rolls in at 22,000 TEUs. Uh, do the math. Yeah. Now like, how, how do we do that, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's, how do you give the driver, and we, we talk about this all the time, our premise is, you know, what's the journey? What's the journey of the driver look like? How do we improve the journey of the driver? And if we can do that yeah. at the lowest level, yeah. everybody else benefits. Because if the true. driver's happy, yeah. you as a BCO, as a shipper, and you can get a quarter of a turn out of that driver, just yeah. a quarter, 
guess what happens? Everybody makes money. That driver makes money, the VCO makes money, the right. terminal's happy, right? Yeah. They don't have to do on-dock storage, right? All these things are on rail storage. It's everybody wins. So it's giving the right tools to the driver, yeah. which everybody benefits from. I love that. And I'm pretty sure you've taken that journey, right? I, a, listen, I do. You've and jumped in the truck and you've I, seen how it operates. I'm from Boston and I swear a lot when I'm in a truck. So yes, <laughs> yes. All right, now let's focus on the future. Yeah. So what do you think the future of logistics, supply chain, drayage, what does that look like? And how long is it going to take us really to get to that peak of digital adoption where everybody is winning? You said you weren't going to ask me any hard questions. That's a hard <laughs> question because there's so many different there's so many different avenues that you can go down with that, right? Um, it's really about it, it, you know something that we talk about all the time, which you're a big fan of and we're a big fan of, is the collaboration aspect, right? And so, how do you get people to share, right? And and nobody wants to share. So, as an example, if I look at 2021, inventory and carrying costs were up 29 percent from the previous year. $506 billion, wow. right? How does that affect the supply chain? If we just concentrated on how do we look at inventories, how do we share that data in order to drive overall transportation costs mm-hmm. down? Just not drayage, yeah. right? But just overall and everything. 95% of the world's goods are moved on water in a container of some sort. So it's a fra- it's, our little environment of drayage is yeah. the smallest component of a really big ecosystem. Yeah. So how do we start taking and just turn that a little bit in order to drive that down? And it's, it's exchange of data. And there's no specific format. There's no specifications, right? Yeah. And so that's the really hard part. We've got, we've got air. We've got ocean, right? We've got LTL. We've got truckload. We've got all these different modes. Yeah but nobody shares the same DNA in order to actually right. say, hey, this is how we do this better. And there's so much money at stake. Like you just said. Oh I mean, my you gosh. a really large number, and that's Huge. proportion. Massive. Right, when we talk about supply chain, we're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars. It's, it's monumental. It's just crazy. It is crazy. And we, we need to get this right, people. Collaboration <laughs> is the future of business, you heard it here. So, one last question Yeah, for sure. You. Um, now that you've joined WiseTech. Yes. What is the future for Embosse, WiseTech, for yourself? We, we want that. to absolutely, we're, we're never happy with status quo. <laughs> WiseTech is not, Embosse is not, and again, that's why, we, that's why this marriage and this why this, this you know, togetherness of sharing the same DNA works. Yeah. We want to scour mm-hmm. how to improve. And so mergers and acquisitions will absolutely be part of our process going forward, okay. without a doubt. The really cool thing is that now that we've got the land side logistics with Invase and One Tech, we can start to look at other geographic areas that work really well. Okay. Right? So that's the really fun part. So stay tuned. More to come. <laughs> so many exciting things happen. Now, how can people find you? What's the website? Can they find you on LinkedIn? They, how do they get in touch? Absolutely. So uh, Larry Cuddy at, uh, on LinkedIn, obviously. InvaseTechnologies.com. Long word. Sorry about that. But it just as that is one word. <laughs> Invase Technologies. Uh, and certainly, I, I always like whether you're going to be on the social channels, whether it be from a Twitter or whether it be you know from any other other platforms, certainly do that. Absolutely. Reach out to Larry. Reach out to his team, especially if you need help from a drayage standpoint. Oh my gosh. Because they are the ones for you. And stay tuned for some more exciting things Thank you. from Embase, Larry, the team, and WiseTech. Yeah. Thanks, so much for Thanks Sarah. Is awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. 
Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com or our YouTube channel to check out the latest. Plus, if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the vendor or the solution on our podcast. And we go through things like ideal client, why you should want to work with them, real life case studies of how they have helped customers. So you can find out if they're the right fit for you and if you're the right fit for them. Go to letstalksupplychain.com, put your keyword into the search bar, and all that content will come up. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series when I'll be joined by Alex Bateman. She is an incredible woman. She spent over a decade at the MIT Center for Transportation and Logistics, and she now works for Amazon Web Services with a focus on supply chain sustainability technology. I am so excited to dive into her journey and talk more about her passion for sustainability because what she's doing is really driving the future of the industry. So make sure you don't miss that one because it's going to be a fantastic show. If you enjoy our content, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. Subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. I mean, who doesn't want a supply chain tote. Um, Go and check that out. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, make sure to get involved in our poll of the week every single Wednesday morning, or you can go over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.